Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Hey guys, welcome back to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where we recap both The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. And this week is the week of July 5th through July 9th. And again, we are um, not having um, Keisha on live with us this week. She is still on vacation. She will be back with us to recap the week of July 12th through the 16th. So we'll definitely look forward to having her back. We miss her so much, but you know, we still want to make sure that we provide content. So I wanted to make sure I get this out to you. It's been a pretty interesting week. Now, I am a little disappointed by what we got for The Bold and the Beautiful this week because it was just so, I don't know, choppy. They left us hanging with several different things, and we're going to unpack that as well. However, um, if you are new here, how we do the show is that we recap both The Young and the Restless in the first half of the show And then in the second half of the show, we recap the bold and the beautiful. And then at the end, there is what is called our flip the script segment. And what that flip the script segment is, is that if there is a particular storyline or a scene that we wish we could change, this is where we flip that script. So without further ado and again I want to appreciate I want to thank you guys cuz we really appreciate you coming back every week to listen to the podcast cuz usually we have a good time over here and we like to share that fun with you guys as well um so you know I want to make sure that I put my thank yous out there cuz we appreciate you because there's no podcast if nobody's there to listen to it and a lot of you guys have been with us since the beginning, and we've been on air since the beginning of 2020, so it's been a little bit over a year now, so we appreciate uh, you guys coming back and checking us out. All right, enough of that. Let's jump into this recap. So, for the Young and the Restless for the week of July 5th through the 9th, what we saw was Victoria and Ashlyn, they made love. Chelsea attempted to blackmail Dr. Hedges into releasing her. Chelsea and Connor were reunited. Anita called Adam to request that Chelsea be released to help her recover from a broken hip. And the Abbots welcomed Harrison into the family. And then Mariah suddenly fell out of touch. So what we usually do, we used to do it, uh, at, you know, when we first started out the podcast, go day by day. But that kind of put us all over the place. So what we normally do is do it by storyline for the week. So let's talk about, um, there's one storyline that I do want to address. And that is the storyline with Amanda, her mom, um, Naya, and the whole thing, uh, of course, we have Amani. That whole thing is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, she gets help her get out of jail or she's released for the time being. 
And instead of letting Amanda do her job, she helped her out, got her out so she won't be stuck in prison. She decides that she wants to dictate based on Sutton's um, instructions on how they want Amanda to do this moving forward. I mean, have they not learned from the first time they tried this and Amanda walk? And then now you go put yourself in jail because you confessed to this whole thing. And then she helps you just this one time to get you out of jail. And then you still want to get Sutton involved in this thing which he's trying to control the situation to maybe absolve himself of this whole thing because Naya is definitely doing a self-sacrificing thing by, you know, taking the blame for him, right? Which is ridiculous. I mean, it's like, okay, dude, you're going to let your own daughter take the fall. Now, I'm just saying that at this point, because that's all we know, and that's the speculation right now. We don't know actually who killed Richard, right? So, but everything and the evidence, which again is still circumstantial because there's no proof as of yet, it all points to sudden names. So, the daughter is trying to protect, or which is, of course, Amani and um Amanda's mom is trying to protect the grandfather which how could you let your daughter go down for that crime if that's if you're the one that did this that's absolutely ridiculous and the fact that Naya actually wanted to go toe-to-toe with Amanda on this and because Amanda didn't do it their way she wanted to catch attitude okay really However, what was really surprising is Amani, because Amani actually sided with Amanda on this one, which, you know, she said, you know, the more I look into this and see how everything is going and the way this stuff is pointing, you know, I'm wondering if grandpa actually did do this. And of course, that shocked the mess out of Naya, because she's now thinking that Amanda has some kind of way manipulated Amani's thought and I'm like okay you know what at first you had her running behind y'all but now since she like she jumped ship now y'all have a problem with Amani now but I'm glad that you know Amani kind of took a step back and kind of see this for what it is instead of doing this whole blind loyalty thing right So I think that was a good move on her part. You know, it's good to kind of step back and look at this situation and make a decision for yourself. And so far, it looks like that's what um, Amani did, right? However, you know, even though I guess Naya calmed down or whatever you want to call it, once she left, the interesting thing is that Amani and Amanda bonded over that. They became closer. There was this little dinner party that was had at Devon's house. And, you know, she invited her over. And I'm telling you, uh, um, Amani came over there looking real cute and whatnot. But to kind of shift the direction of the storyline now at Devon's house, Nate and Elena was there too. And one thing I will say, Amani, she had no hesitation on flirting 
with Nate, no matter what. And it looked like Nate was feeding off of that, which was kind of hard because him and Elena just decided to work this out and get back together. You know, so they look like they're building a triangle with Amani and Elena over Nate, which, you know, I'm interested. I'm kind of seeing where that could go, you know. Um, I mean, Elena have done some things. I mean, she went between two cousins. So, I mean, she was the object of affection amongst two people. Now it's kind of shifted. It looked like they're making Nate the actual person of affection in between Amani and Elena. So, Elena, you know, I don't know if I want to say this, but you're kind of getting a little bit of taste of your own medicine because you disrupted a whole family dynamic because you went between two cousins, right? And then turn around, now you're in this situation, you finally fix it, and now there's another person on the horizon giving some attention to Nate. So, hey... Mr. Um, Online MD, I forgot the name of that profile. He's definitely got some more lookers, so you better watch out, Elena. And this also, listening to everything that has happened between Amanda, Elena, Nate, Devon, it definitely gave Imani some insight on what has actually been going on in each of their personal lives with each other. So she's taking notes, and I don't think she's taking notes in vain. She is definitely taking notes because of the fact that I, it might give her some some uh, education on what she can do to get in where she fit in when it comes to the doctor. So we'll definitely see how that's going to play out. I honestly would like to see the Nate and Monty thing, you know, um, Elena's not on often, you know, Brit, um, Brittany is definitely a great actress, but I just don't get to see her a lot. And then in the situations that they put her in, in certain storylines, it's really bland. So I'm wondering if it's the writing that she's getting, the scripts that Brittany is getting, but Whatever they're giving her is really bland. I really kind of wish they'll put a little energy into her character. However, if they kind of move Elena into the space between her and Nate, I think that'll be awesome. Give that whole storyline some energy because uh, Amani is definitely here for it when it comes to Nate. So I want to see that one, definitely. All right. Let's move to another storyline. So we briefly did see Summer because I actually thought that Summer was going to be a goner as of last week, right? Because she shifted, excuse me, she shifted out of town um, to leave uh, to go to Marchetti because now she got this new job. And I mean, it's a life man, a life-altering opportunity, great opportunity, once in a lifetime, so she took, uh, you know, she definitely took that, now, as I mentioned last week with Hunter King, it's probably a situation, from what I understand, of contract talks, so I don't know if they sealed the deal, if this is some time away to get her off screen, to 
negotiate some things with her contract. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. As far as we know, we don't know um, anything about her leaving the show completely. I've heard rumors because, you know, you hear a lot of social media buzz about different things because people speculate, you know. But as far as I know, I heard of contract negotiations. So we'll see where that goes for Hunter King. But um, with regards to uh, her uh, character, Summer, we got, was that one day? I think this week of that, he took off in the Newman jet and, you know, got her off to her new place that Victoria set up for her in Milan. And, you know, her and Nick have this whole conversation. It was so sad. Um, I actually shared some tears myself um, because I also have a daughter moving out of state in a couple weeks. So, you know, I was definitely connecting with that storyline. I'm like, oh, my God, this ain't, this is not helping. But you know what? We want kid, our kids to do bigger and better things. This is what we prepare them for. So I'm happy for, but, you know, I'm a mom. So so I definitely related to what happened with this whole storyline with um, Nick saying goodbye to his daughter. And they had a little shopping spree. and. You know, even though the shopping spree was more about clothes for him and not for her. But they definitely, you know, it was a smooth transition. Unlike what we're going to talk about with the bold and the beautiful. Because I don't understand that particular exit. But anywho, um, what was cool, though, is the thing that Phyllis pulled, right? I thought that was so cool. I would that would have been something I would have loved to have done. Cause she called him and said, Hey, how's everything going? And of course Nick thinks that Phyllis is back in GC, right? There's a knock on the door and he's probably thinking it's what, room service or housekeeping or whatever. And oh, it was definitely the room service and the housekeeping that he did not expect. And it was Phyllis at the door. And he was so excited. I think that was a good thing for him. Um, You know, I mean, his daughter is leaving, of course. um, And to kind of have a a distraction and have a little bit of fun while he's still there. Because remember, he did ask Phyllis to go with him. But she was like, oh, I got Grand Phoenix. And I got to figure out things. So I'm glad that she changed her mind. I thought that was pretty cool that she decided to show up. And they had a little fun over in Milan. So I thought that was that was cool. And that was kind of ultra sexy, like he said. You know, that she just showed up and said, hey. I want to spend some time with you over in this beautiful, romantic city. So, um, yeah, I like that. I like that she did that. She did run into Summer downstairs, and they were going to have breakfast the next day. So I'm kind of happy that Phyllis did show up, just for the fun aspect of it. Plus, she got to see her daughter a, a little bit more before both of them head back home to GC. So I thought that was a pretty cool storyline. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm wondering what's going to happen with Hunter. Hunter comes in and out 
She's been doing um, different projects over the years that takes her away from the daytime soap. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what her next move is. Or maybe she's not going anywhere. I've heard some buzz on social media that there's some plot that she's supposed to come and she's not going anywhere. There's a plot that's going to flip this thing on his head and Tara and Sally is going to get caught up. Hey, I'm here for that too. So we got to sit back and pretty much wait because I haven't seen any, like I said, I heard talks about contracts, but that's about it. So we'll see what happened with, with Hunter King and what direction, you know, the two of them, uh, I mean, direction that she's going to go, right? Okay, so that we get, we talked about those two storylines. Let's see what we're going to get into next. So let's talk about this whole thing with Chelsea, Adam, and Connor. So Chelsea is the master con artiste. I honestly think she's more dangerous than Adam could ever be because she's extremely manipulative extremely and she's like I need to get out of here I need to get out of here I need to get out of here and of course she figures that she's going to blackmail Dr. Hedges into releasing her and I will what I somebody needs to answer this question for me because what I really don't understand is how the heck was she able to keep her phone now as far as I know of I didn't think in the situation that she's in, and hey, I could be wrong. I don't know how this works in the real world, 100%. But I was like, how was she able to keep her phone there? I mean, if she was in prison, she wouldn't have a phone. What makes her think that she can have her phone in this situation? Well, she had a phone. And in the conversation about um, her bringing up Victor and this plan, excuse me, and this plan and everything, she thought she had it. And it freaked him out big time because he was talking and telling all the business about what you ain't going to do and what Victor did and what our plan was and blah, blah, blah. And she decided to record him and send that tape or that voice recording over to Chloe so she can have it for safekeeping just in case she need that as insurance. However, it got back to Victor because, I mean, Dr. Hedges is, like, scared. He's like, shoot, I ain't trying to lose my license. I work too hard for this. But that's what happens when you get in bed with Victor Newman. I mean, he have you doing some underhanded stuff. You know, so I kind of jumped ahead because there's another piece here. Um, this whole thing. Well, no, actually, I'm 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 in the right order. So once that gets back to Victor, he did not know because he just showed up at the ranch. He didn't know that Adam was there, and he was like, "Oh my God, I'm here. I need to talk to you, and it's important." Of course, Adam like. Why is Chelsea's doctor here? What's the problem? Is something wrong with him? And I know Victor had that look like, boy, what did you come here for? You know, you should have called me first. You just show up at my house. You don't know who here. But that look on Victor's face 
man was priceless. He had, he was calm, but he was pissed. He was like, dude, you don't want showing up at my house. Freaked out. So, of course, that means that Victor was like, because, you know, Adam is like, uh, I need to know what's going on. And you need to tell me because you're here speaking to my father. And I know you as, as uh, Chelsea's doctor. So what's the deal? Because you guys, as you remember, Adam knows nothing about how he got out of prison or out of, you know, being able to go to prison. He knows that Chelsea confessed, but he don't know why and how she got to that point to confess, right? So now the story is open to, of course, Adam. And Adam is like, wait a minute, this is all a scam to keep her out of jail? So she ain't sick? And Victor was like, oh, no, yeah, she she got a little something going on. And honestly, I do agree. I mean, yes, this is all a con or whatever, but when you calculating plot to get a third person, especially a police officer who has done absolutely nothing to you, to poison him, to set up your boyfriend or fiancé, because you happen to see one kiss on social media. Yeah, do I think you should be upset about the kiss? Absolutely. Because your boyfriend, your man, your husband, whoever, shouldn't be kissing another woman. Got it. What I don't get is how you think that is not that big of a deal of everything you put together because you hurt. You, you hurt. And like Keisha and I have said on many podcast shows in this past few months, that's on her. Because at what point do you say, I'm not going back with you? You got kidnapped. You went back. You fell in the elevator, found out he cut the lights off at chance come. You had a whole stroke going on, and I was going to say aneurysm, because of the trauma to your head by falling. Did you say, I'm done? Nope, you went back. How many times do you have to go back? And then you see a kiss and then, oh my God, I need to turn everybody's world upside down, including attempted murder of a third party who had nothing to do with any of this. So yeah, I think you got a little bit of an issue, Chelsea. Uh, Yeah. Because... Yeah, you butt hurt, but the thing is, is that you plotted this whole thing. You manipulated your best friend, even though, yeah, we're going to talk about Chloe because she did sign up for this. She should have checked her and said, you know what? I want no part of it, but she went in on this too because even though she claims she's healed, there's a part of her that still hates Adam, which is what made her go through this, but we're going to talk about Chloe in a minute. I agree with Victor. Something wrong with that girl. Yes, she's hurt. But at what point do you make a choice to just take the high road and say, you know what? I'm done with you. You hurt me. I'm going to choose me and I'm out. You don't go and try to set up a whole plot to set him up, put him in jail. You sit up in a chair for months. You're not even able to talk and see your kids and go to the outside world because you're trying to keep up this front. Yes, I'm wrong with you. 
Absolutely. So do I think she needs to stay up in there? Yeah, she needs to get help with that trauma. Because that's what it is. She, she got trauma. Plus, whatever the con artist stuff that she learned over the years from, you know, um, her father and her mother. Well, especially her mama. Okay? So, mm-mm. She ain't ready to come out that place. But Adam is trying to make amends. His guilt is talking to him because he's like, you know what? I did this to her. Yeah, you did some things. I get it. But at what point do you give some accountability to her and say, you know what? I hurt you. But you that don't mean that you go out and try to kill uh somebody that has nothing to do with this. You almost killed this man. So, yeah, he's partly, you know, he might want to take some form of responsibility. But at the same time, Chelsea had choices. She didn't have to do all that. So, either, anywho, the fact of the matter is, is Adam, you know, he's like, no, I need, you know, because at first they didn't want her to see Connor. Because Connor's home. He came home this week. School is out. It's the summer, but, you know, and the fact that, remember, we also have Adam moving back on the ranch because he don't want the memories of what happened in the penthouse, and he wants Chelsea to have the penthouse when she gets out, but, you know, they're really trying to rally around Adam, I mean, around Connor. And the thing is, Adam, on the other hand, he has genuine tensions about how this is going to move around and going to go, whereas Victor is extremely controlling. Excuse me. And if it was up to him, Chelsea wouldn't have anything to do with that boy, period. Which is not technically fair because that's her son. I don't think she's going to physically or mentally abuse him. Do she need some help with her trauma? Sure, absolutely. But I don't think he, she's going to abuse her son. I didn't see, honestly, me, in my opinion, I didn't see any problem with her, with the boy having a short visit with the mom. Because that can help her and give her motivation to, you know, do what she needs to do to be well for him, right? But Adam sees it as, I need to make amends. I need to fix this. But at the same time, for a while, he did not want Connor to even have be in her presence. And, of course, that, that didn't sit well with Chelsea, but Victor absolutely loved it. What I do see, I will throw this little thing in, I see something that Victor did not expect. I honestly believe, and I said this, Keisha said this before on this show, Victor had no intentions of wanting Adam to change. He does not like the empathic, the um, thoughtful, the guilt-ridden, the um, I'm going to do the right thing, Adam. He wanted Adam, the ruthless Adam that he knows, under his control. And that's not what's happening. Remember, Adam took the high road on the retaliation of Chance Come with Billy and Lily. Victor was not happy about that. And then we saw this week where 
of course, Adam is like, no, you know, we need to work out somewhere. This boy can see his mama. And, of course, Victor isn't happy about that. Victor is hoping for ruthlessness. You know, so... Sorry about that. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty, so we got interrupted a little bit. But as I was saying about Adam and Victor, Adam has is trying to make his life for the better, his life for the better for his son. And Victor thought, I honestly believe that Victor in the back of his mind did not believe that he was going to do this. He wants Adam under his control. And he wants Adam the way he know Adam to be vicious, ruthless, vindictive. And Adam is not living up to that expectation. And I think that don't sit well. But the issue that Victor is having, he can't tell him to be ruthless. Because there's a part of um, him just like, okay, I told him to get his life together. But I really didn't mean for him to get his life together. Because I like him when he was that way. And I just wanted to control it. He wouldn't let me control him. Just go back to the way you were. And I'm like, nah. He's trying to get his life back on track. Everybody in that town is giving him the side eye and watching him uh, under a microscope because they don't believe him. That man, Adam, has done some things. And some things, I'm telling you, people did have a participation, but they don't want to take accountability in it. But everybody in that town is was villainizing Adam and pouncing on him like a punching bag when it comes to the hate that they had. So, of course, at this point, you know, he's like, look, I'm trying to do right by folks. I need to do this for my son. I need to get my life on track. My life has been, uh, I, I've been isolated. Nobody likes me, blah, blah, blah. You know, now, do I still think he'll stand up for himself? Absolutely. But he's also trying to show consideration and look like grace as well. Right. But the thing is, is that um, Victor doesn't want him that way. So the other part of this is now trying to get her out of there because now that Adam knows, Adam is like, you know what, y'all playing games. You know, how long do we need to keep her in there? She's getting worse. She's getting worse. So why are you leaving this girl in here? And we don't want to back Chelsea in a corner because once she feel cornered and her hands is forced, she's going to go off the rails. And that's who she is. And Adam knows her better than anybody, right? So, I mean, at this point, you know, Adam is like, nah, mm -mm. we need to figure out a way, talk to somebody, I know you got connections, let's try to get her up out of here, maybe she can see the doctor on an outpatient basis, but the longer she stays in there, the worse she's gonna get, and Victor was not happy about that, Victor thought that Adam was gonna be vindictive, and bitter, and like, yeah, leave her butt up in there, she tried to kill him, she tried to set me up, she tried to kill Ray, nah, mm -mm. she needs to stay right where she was, but he is doing the opposite of what Victor expected, so as much as Victor hated, he talked to some folks, 
got her released. And, you know, now she's, you know, um, well, she got, she was able to come outside for some visits, right? Maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit because I saw Monday's episode. I hope I didn't give away too much, right? But anywho, she was able to get outside and get some visits and stuff because of everything that went down with Dr. Hedges and whatnot, right? But, you know, the crazy thing is, is that I do honestly think that seeing her son definitely did something within her spirit. And, you know, when you're a parent and you have that connection with your child and, you know, it's been you and them with having, you know, your child, especially when you're going through mental health crisis, health crises, whatever, it definitely bring a positive energy to your spirit. So, of course, her face lit up. She was excited, you know, and, of course, Connor is, like, over the moon. But how we even got to that point is not because Adam decided to say, okay, yeah, go see your mama. Ray had to convince him. Ray pretty much was like, because he just, I guess they was at the coffee house it was talking to Faith. Faith is going to take him horseback riding and all this stuff. And, you know, he was like, then that's what I'm saying about kids. Kids know he ain't no little baby. He said, how is it that my mama can see Ray, but he can't see me? She can't see me. There was nothing they could do with that. <laughs> there was nothing they could do with that. Now, I mean, I guess they could have explained it like, oh, you know, well, they don't know. Right. That's right. So Connor don't know the criminal part of this. So Ray couldn't break it to him that, you know, um, uh, this is what happened to me. And your mom tried to kill, you know, tried to set this whole thing. So he couldn't break that to Connor. It's like, oh, my God. So, yeah, what could they do? But Connor made sense. I got to give it to him. He like, look. You saw my mom, and I can't see my mom? Yeah, okay, something wrong with that. You you got to come up with something, because I need to be able to see my mama. And sure enough, you know, Adam tried to make excuses, because at that point, Adam wasn't ready, right? But, um, you know, Ray talked to him and said, look, you know what? Maybe you should rethink that, because, you know... It would definitely lift her spirits if she got to see her son. And sure enough, you know, Adam showed up and brought, um, you know, uh, Connor to the park. So I thought that was pretty cool, you know, um, that she was able to get to see her son. And the fact that Adam kind of, you know, took a backseat to that one, you know, because he could have went the, the old way. You know, you ain't seeing nobody. I don't care what nobody say. But, you know, he did allow that. And I, I still honestly think that Victor was not happy about that one. So it'll remain to be seen. There's some other stuff coming up on Monday in regards to that whole situation. Um, because, as you know, um, Melissa Claire Egan, as we stated before, she is pregnant. So and I think she's due. She might be, this is July, I think she might be due this month or next month. So I noticed it's seven weeks in advance or so that they film. 
So this might be leading up to her exit. I'll just say that, you know, um, because uh, there's some things that's kind of looking like this is how Melissa Claire Egan is going to take that time off for maternity leave to have her baby and, you know, whatever time she needs after that to spend with her husband and the newborn. So we'll definitely see. But Monday kind of gives a clue on what that looks like and how she's going to take that break from TV. So look out for that. Um, Let's talk about Chloe a little bit because Chloe visited her and we remember that, you know, she's still fussing about what Adam is going to do and Adam is going to lie about her and all that. And Adam hasn't done anything yet. And I honestly think that that's some form of manipulation you know, she's trying to get people to fear monger them to say, oh, my God, that's horrible. I got to help you. You got to get your son away from the Newmans, blah, 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 blah. And it seems like Chloe is not falling for it because she's like, well, you know, that is his other family. And besides you, he has no other family, which is a good point. However, I also can see just a smidgen of what Chelsea is referring to because the thing is is that Adam being under it's one thing if Adam has the influence as his father but Victor is a whole different story and because his other children are now adults Nick is not letting him control Victoria and him are definitely not on the same page Abby is doing her own thing plus she's focused on this pregnancy so Adam seems to be the only one right now in this thumb, and of course, his grandson. So he's trying to mold them two in their image. And so I kind of can understand just a little bit, just a little bit of what Chelsea may be talking about. But do I think it's going to be this whole thing where they're going to lie, 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 lie to Connor about his mother? He's too old for that. And the one thing about Connor, Connor is feisty. He's not one of them little kids that's going to be like, oh, my God, for real? No, he just like he told Ray, how can you see my mom? And I can't, I can guarantee you somebody try to stop him from seeing his mom, you know, and kids should not be disrespectful. But Connor looks like he'll be one of those ones that'll be like, uh, who are you talking to? That's my mama. Uh, you going to tell me I can't see my mama? You gonna tell me my mama is horrible? Oh no, Mm-mm. not happening. So I don't see him being a pushover when it comes to them trying to feed lies about Chelsea. But for some reason, in her head, that's what she's thinking. And I just honestly think that she's trying to fearmonger people to get them to move how she wants them to move or to be on her side. That's just my thought. But Chloe. You know, she is being a diehard friend. And I got to say, that conversation that she had with Kevin and when Michael was questioning uh, her about different things, whether she was associated or whatnot, when Michael left, Kevin gave her the business, as he should. And I don't mean he did it in a disrespectful way, but he put her on notice, like, how you jump and move every time Chelsea call, but you got a whole husband and two kids over here. They need you. 
And every time that girl call, you jump up and um, you decide that you want to jump up and, and go run, run, run. Come on now. I mean, you got a whole family over here. And honestly, I totally agree with Kevin because there is no reason why that, I mean, she has priority and all the shenanigans that Chelsea has going on. She's prioritized over her own husband and kids, especially when Chelsea manipulated and lied to her about the even the start of this whole thing. You let this girl use you to get you caught up as an accessory to this whole thing. But then when it comes time for you to be with your husband and kids, you you figure that Chelsea's a priority? Yeah, Kevin, he told her right. I was like, and he wasn't disrespectful, but he's just like, wait a minute, I'm your husband, you got two kids over here. And every time Chelsea calls, you jump. What's up with that? And I don't blame him, as he should have said that. You know, I mean, honestly, I just think that whole thing is absolutely ridiculous. I honestly believe that, you know, at this point, I'm surprised that Kevin haven't spoken up any sooner. You know, because you would think that this girl would think about that. Um, Okay, so, I mean, honestly, I think Kevin did the right thing by, you know, communicating that to uh, Chloe that, you know, she needs to take a step back from this and also set, uh, set boundaries and prioritize her family over every moment that Chelsea is ringing her phone to go and do something. And like he said, you know, you take a call like that from Chelsea right when you sit in, in front of Michael, my brother, the DA. I mean, at what point do you not see that there's an issue here? So I'm glad he brought that to her, uh, his, uh, her attention because that's not right. All this time she's been playing nursemaid to Chelsea, plotting, dropping thallium, covering up lies and all of this. When you got young kids, you just had a baby. Miles is at home. You got Bella and you got a whole husband who worked for the police department. Well, what are you thinking? Is Chelsea that much more important than everything else that you got going on at home? That's ridiculous. So I'm glad that, you know, Kevin brought that to our attention because, you know, why should they take a back seat to Chelsea? It ain't that serious. So let's move on to our next storyline because I'm not going to spend too much more time on that one because I just think that that whole thing is ridiculous. And we'll probably get to see a little less Chelsea as Melissa Claire Egan kind of transitioned into taking, you know, some time off, you know, to spend time with her husband and, you know, the newborn that's uh, due to arrive. So congratulations to both of them. But yeah, we'll get a break from Chelsea, I will presume, in a minute. Um, and especially with some of the scenes coming up next week. Yeah, I can see that probably headed that direction. So let's talk a little bit about Lily and Billy. Lily and Billy have been playing I Spy Private Eye because they're trying to get the deets on what's going on with Ashlyn Locke because if he is sick, as the tabloids had said, 
which we know he is, or that's what we see at this point. Um, and that there's no legal heir to his entire empire. They want to sniff around. And it even got to the point where, you know, we saw Billy even go to Ashland's suite to talk to him about selling the company to him. And the crazy thing, and this is why I honestly believe that Lily kind of need to go back to where she began with Billy and kind of keep an eye there. Oh, put the brakes on this, put the brakes on that, because this man went and made a whole offer and whatever amount of money was on that piece of paper to Ashland Life for the company. And it looked like Ashland, after a while, you know, he sat it there. He picked it up and looked at it. He was like, uh, okay. He gets back home after the fact to tell Lily what he had did. And what did he do? He offered, of course, that money when Lily saw the amount of money that he offered, she was like, where are we going to get that money from? I mean, seriously. And then th that's why I honestly believe she need to not run so gung-ho when it comes to Billy because Billy can have a reckless side to him. She used to kind of put the kibosh and the brakes on some of his ideas because sometimes they're a little bit outlandish and risky. She told him to go for what he know this week, and we saw what happened. I mean, he could have at least gave her a heads up, like, look, you know what? I'm up here. I'm going to go and make a lock and offer. I'm going to offer him this amount. No, nah, he just went and did it and came back and told Lily after the fact, and she was looking like a deer in headlights. I don't know how much Billy asked for, but it must have had at least seven, eight zeros behind it because she was like, where the heck are we going to get this kind of money from? You offered this man all this money, and you didn't even discuss it with her. That's the crazy thing. So now you got to, if he just say he say yes, okay, cool. I'll accept your offer. Where are you going to get that money from? You ain't even ask Jill. You claiming Jill to give it to you. You don't know if Jill going to give you that money. You don't know if Jack going to give you that money. So, I mean, he's just... He's a little reckless for me. He hasn't changed. He kind of slowed down. But has Billy changed in his reckless behavior? Nope. Not at all. And the fact that Lily is kind of easing up on, you know, jumping in with him. And she's like, yeah, I'm with you. Let's do it. Let's go for it. Uh, he didn't tell you what he was going to do. You might have to rein your brakes in when it comes to him again. Because... He gonna put y'all in the trick bag, and y'all gonna be y'all gonna be jacked up. So I don't know about that one. Let's talk another part about this whole Billy situation because the Abbots, the sisters, and Billy, Tracy, and and Ashley end up meeting Tara this week. Tara was laying it on real thick with ice cream and sprinkles and caramel and whipped cream and anything else because she was definitely laying on thick with it. She know what to say, how to say it. And, of course, Jack and Ashley and, and Abby, I mean, Ashley and um Tracy was definitely eating it up. I mean, they was like, oh, my God. They were really impressed by this girl. 
Somebody wasn't, though. And see, this is the credit that I will give Billy. Billy has been around a lot of game. Billy has also ran game. Game knows game. And she he definitely sniffed the BS from across the room a mile away. Because when everybody dispersed and went to, you know, other parts of the house, you know, of course, he pulled Kyle aside, of course, because he said, you know what? Summer told me to tell you something. And when he started in on Tara, Kyle was not hearing it. And trying to say, you need to look out for her. She's lonely. She's this, she's that. And he was like, you know what? You need to stop right there. I ain't trying to hear you. At this point, Billy, you need to let it go. Because Kyle, hey, it's on him now. You try. But as much as as reckless as Billy can be, Billy can also, which honestly makes him a good journalist, because he can kind of sniff out BS. He knows BS because sometimes he was in the middle of BS. So he definitely could sniff Tara is on some. Because she was just laying it on too thick. She was really finessing them. And he definitely can see that. So, but that didn't stop him. You know, of course, um, he went back and told Lily, you know, about the fact that, you know, Tara was laying it on pretty thick or whatnot. But, yeah, I'm kind of curious to see where this is going to go with them. Because, honestly, um, Tara is about to run ruckshot through that family. She's definitely trying to do it diplomatically and trying to take a slow pace, but they don't even see it coming. We already know what the plot is with her and Sally. But, yeah, Billy was definitely right. Speaking of Sally... Sally is slowly but surely trying to get in good with Jack. And Jack is still not over her. I don't care how much he denies it. Summer's gone. She got the job at JCV, me and Sally. So, you know, part of Jack that wasn't, he hadn't processed everything that Sally did, he still likes that girl. And as much as he is hesitant, him enjoying that conversation, yeah. Mhm. So, you know, we also got to see that whole thing. I, you know, I thought that there was new characters coming on the show, and maybe there is. We need to give him a love interest. Um, I'm not saying anything is wrong with the whole Sally Jack love interest. I just kind of, I honestly wanted to see Kyle and Sally together. I mean, Tara. Eh, I'm, you know, I, I'm curious to see where it's gonna go. But I kind of wanted to see uh, either Kyle and and Sally or Sally and Theo. If they had kept him on, those two would have been great together because they they have a life in common. They came up from nothing and they worked a way to get to where they are. So I kind of wish that they could have left the Theo, you know, whole thing going. But I don't know if he had other projects off camera that he took advantage of. I see him a lot on the Lifetime movies, so maybe he had other bigger fish to fry, which I'm always for people, you know, moving into different directions for their success. So, 
Um, Tyler Johnson is his name. So maybe he had other things to do. But I would have definitely been here for that. The whole Sally and Jack thing, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know if I'm interested. I really don't know. And I mean, even when the girl Eva LaRue, the woman that played um, Ray, mother, I actually think her and Jack would have been a good fit. But she wasn't on the show long enough for that to turn into anything. So... It is what it is, but we did get to see a little bit of, um, you know, Jack and Sally, so we'll see how that goes, and it looks like they're slowly but surely trying to rekindle their interest, so it is what it is, right? All right, so we have one other storyline left before we move into the whole uh, thing with um, Bold and Beautiful. Ashley Locke and Victoria Newman. I actually would like for the writers to figure out a miracle cure for Ashley Locke. I actually like those two together. I really do. And when Ashley made that statement that said, I want you now. And I don't want to wait. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I was here for that one. And I'm trying to think, was that the end of last week or the beginning of this week? I don't know. I think it was this week. But, you know, Victoria, I think she, you know, as this is progressing, I honestly think Victoria went in to get that company. But she, while in this process, she started to fall for him. Do I think there was an initial interest with Ashley Locke? Nope. I think she saw opportunity. She learned from the best, which is dear old dad, Victor Newman. And I think she went in this thing for opportunity. But she realized that there was a softer side and a kind of sexier side to Ashlyn when it comes to her. And she's catching feelings for this dude. Slowly but surely. Because it was interesting. And It looked kind of weird, and I hope it was. And I talked about this whole quid pro quo thing. I mean, quid quid pro quo usually happens when working together in the same company. So I won't say it's something like that, but the way that the direction happened up until the point that she slept with him this week, it was like she wanted him to sign the papers. He didn't sign it, but... He's like, um, I want you to spend the night with me and we'll talk about business later. So I don't know. That was kind of weird. So I don't know if they're both trying to play each other. Now, I will say Victoria consented. It wasn't where it looked. It it was kind of unusual. It's not a, you know, mm, you know, kind of gray, fine line with that whole thing. Because she consented. She was like, you know what? I'm feeling you. You feeling me. Well, hey, why not? And so they did to do. And, you know, we didn't get a lot of the actual bed scene. What we did get is him picking her up in the air and they're kissing and going over to the bed. And when they was up the next day, she wanted to go in for seconds. And I'm like, I hope he, you know, 
hang in there for this whole thing because you know he got lung cancer. So he definitely was feeling good with the breath of fresh air the next day. Now, he did have some complications, you know, um, because Victor peeped at. When he was at the office, they were talking, having a good time, and they're at, on the morning after. And Victor definitely peeped what was going on with him. And, you know, of course, Nikki knows. Nikki knows that she's going for the company. Nikki knows that he is ill. So, however, I do think there's going to be a problem right there, though, because she knows Victoria is going for that company. Victor don't. And Nikki hasn't said anything. And I think I saw on the Friday previews for next week, Victor's going to have an issue about that. Because I saw the clip where Victor was like, you knew about this and you didn't say nothing to me. I don't know why Nikki actually thought that her keeping that from Victor was going to be a good thing. But I guess we'll get more of that in the week of July 12th. Because I don't see how that one's going to work. Because if it comes out, just say they go ahead and because I don't know. What next week is going to hold? I did see Monday. Nothing indicates anything about who's getting what. But I'm wondering when it all comes out and just say Ashton do create Lock Newman Media or media, Newman Lock Media or whatever. I'm just making up a name. How is Victor going to feel about that? Because you guys know that Victor and Adam is also on the radar of trying to get a piece of the company. And that's the crazy thing about this because Ashlyn Locke is actually part of the Newman Media business piece. So why wouldn't you even think about going there? It's just a weird dynamic. And of course, that's going to piss Victor off, but I'm here for that. I want to see that. I want to see how that all unfolds because... Yeah, that's going to be crazy. And especially because Nikki is right smack dab in the middle of this. And she kept that secret for Victoria, but didn't tell him. I don't even, even just say, let's just play this out for a second, right? Even if Victoria gets that whole conglomerate of the combination of the two of them, combining Locke and Newman, Victor still gets a piece of that because he's still part owner of the company. Now, granted, you know, um, Victoria is CEO, Nikki COO, but it's, he's still on the board. So, to me, he's got his hands in both pots. So, I don't understand why he would be like, I guess he would be mad at the the secrecy of it all when it comes to Nikki. But in all actuality, whether Newman Media get it or Newman Enterprises get it with Locke, Victor still got a piece of it. So he wins either way. The only people that would be out of this thing is Lily and Billy because they have no connection. But if one of the two companies get it, it's Victor still gets a piece of it. The only thing is, is Adam wouldn't have anything too much to do with it, but Hey, I'm here for it. I can't wait to see it. And I'm wondering how Nikki is going to explain herself out of this one. Because Victor's going to be pissed off when he finds out that all this was going on behind his back. And she didn't say nothing to him. 
So, yeah, I'm here for that one. Okay, so did we cover everything? Let me, you know, I'm wondering what you guys think. Are you enjoying the whole connection between Ashlyn and Victoria? I find it extremely sexy. I'm liking how the writers are setting up the scene. I kind of want them to just write into his script, a miracle cure, put this guy on a contract, maybe at least for another year, and give Victoria a romance interest. And the other thing is you're talking about two powerhouses linking up, not only in business, but in the bedroom as a couple or in a relationship. So, yeah, I would like to see that. I really would. So I'm trying to think that we cover... Oh, there's one other piece. Mariah's missing. And then we're going to move on to the bold and beautiful. Mariah is missing because the last conversation that we saw was um, Stitch. Because remember, Stitch was on his way out of town, but he ran into Mariah. Now, this is what I didn't like. Maybe they thought it might have been triggering because she was pregnant. And if he kidnapped her, so they didn't show anything nefarious. All they showed is their conversation, and then she disappeared. Abby's looking for Nina. What I don't like is Nina's approach to this, because she's making a thousand excuses. Oh, she's going to be fine. Oh, don't worry about it. Oh, it's going to be nothing. Oh, 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 oh. And everybody's like, oh... She didn't tell nobody about no trip. Jack don't know that she's gone. I mean, I would think a pregnant woman, you carrying somebody else's baby, would let somebody know, even if it's your own baby and you traveling by yourself, you're going to let somebody know where you're going. So for Nina to kind of downplay this thing, and I know she's trying to keep everybody calm, but none of this makes sense. So I feel that Tessa is definitely in the right mind when it comes to say something's not right with this and we need to find out what's going on. Yeah, so Nina playing this thing down is kind of, no, that's kind of weird. It, it would make you think that if she was also a part of this whatever is going on, but I don't think she is. But it's like, why do you keep downplaying this? I know keeping calm is one thing. But this woman got somebody else's baby she's carrying. She's pregnant herself. Her health is at risk. Baby's health is at risk. Nobody knows where she is. They haven't heard from her. Nothing. I don't think you should be like, oh, he's all right. Don't worry about it. Nah. So, yeah, I, I'm not feeling that. Now, I understand that they brought Stitch back. And I saw a rumor that they're bringing Tyler back. And most of the folks on social media is like, uh, why don't you just bring Chance back? Why are you bringing all these other people back instead of Chance? And if you can't get the old guy who played him or, you know, Melissa Ordway's husband, Justin, to come and play him, get somebody, recast it. Why are you bringing all these other folks? I mean, it makes for an interesting storyline, but even with, just look at this. Even with Stitch kidnapping her. What for? Are you trying to take this baby to replace your son that's on its way out? You feeling some kind of way? You mad at Abby? What the deal? 
It doesn't make sense. This storyline is one thing that the storyline was boring for a while and not because of the whole surrogacy thing, because surrogacy definitely helped women have children who can't physically carry a child. So not that part. The part of how this is dragging out and no chance around and all of this, you know, he goes on this mission and goes undercover with these cryptic messages, sending her a coat or a sweatshirt. Devon ended up with it. It just don't make sense. And now you bring Stitch in this to possibly be the one that has kidnapped Mariah. But for what? Now, it will probably be revealed. But it pro- I, what, what sense would that make? Why did you have to bring Stitch back on camera? To create a storyline around Abby. You're trying to make it interesting? It doesn't make sense. I could see if he was angry at her. You know. Or she did something with the child that they had. And he's furious. And now he want to pay revenge. It didn't even leave off like that. It left off with the fact of. You know. She had the miscarriage. You know. The son needed mental help. He had a brain tumor. It's. You know, his son is not like he used to be. And then you show up to town trying to ask people out on dates, claiming that you were at some party. You standing, watching, creeping through people's windows. None of that makes sense. So, writers, figure out what you're going to do with the Abby storyline and get it done. Let's keep it moving. I mean, thank God you got the whole Ashlyn Locke and, you know, the whole thing with uh, Amanda and her family going and all of that, you know, the whole Adam thing. Okay, cool. But this other storyline, it just doesn't make sense. Let it go. Fix it. Figure it out. Do something. Because it's just, ugh. I don't know what you guys think, but that's just my thoughts. All right. So did we cover everything? I think we did. For the Young and the Restless for the week of July 5th through July 9th. So it was a lot to unpack this week, you know. Um, But we have another soap to talk about, right? And that soap opera is the bold and the beautiful. And I just think that this week was absolutely horrible. Horrible. So let's kind of give you a summary for the week of July 5th for B&B. Eric threw Quinn out of the house and company. Paris revealed the truth about Quinn and Carter to Zoe. Ridge closed in on Justin. Hope rescued Thomas. As Liam prepared for jail transfer, Thomas and Hope revealed the truth about Vinny's uh, plan to cheat Baker. All right, so we basically got two storylines this week. Eric and Quinn, which technically was only one day this week. One. The other four days was on the other storyline, which was Thomas, Hope, Liam, Justin, and all that bull. Right? So let's talk about the whole thing with Eric and Quinn. Now, Eric decides his decision is you know, of course, uh, Carter put the truth out there. Quinn admitted it. Eric decides, you know what, I'm going to throw you out of this house because, and out of the company. Because at this point, 
I need to be around somebody who ain't going to cheat on me. Really? Okay, Eric, let's talk about this. So, let's see. Half of your children that you have uh, is through your affairs, okay? The woman that used to be your wife has had multiple affairs on your son, on you, and you don't throw her out the house. More often than none, you end up defending her, especially before all this mess happened last year, over your own wife. So are you pissed off at her? Because that entire room that you were in were full of cheaters, full of them. So for everybody to stand in judgment, I think, you know, Shauna was like, hey, you know, she loves you. She made a mistake, blah, 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 whatever. And I think I said this on last week's podcast. Man, listen, everybody in that room is not above reproach. It makes them look extremely hypocritical. And people were saying on social media, oh my God, Brooke, all that stuff that she did was back in the day, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so it was just within this past year. Kind of, she was in the exact same situation that Quinn was in now when that whole swab and spit with the stallion happened in Hope's cabin. And people say, well, she didn't sleep with her. Listen, uh, yeah, let that happen to you with your significant other and you find out he was kissing another woman. And let's see what the gravity of that will hold with you. So, but I don't want to take it to the real world because, you know, I ain't trying to, you know, I don't want to make this personal. But, you were just swabbing spit with the stallion, right? And Ridge, who was still married to you, also being pissed off, made a reaction, kind of like Quinn made a reaction to what Eric was being emotionally unavailable and passive aggressive because he shouldn't have never got back with her in the first place if, in fact, he wasn't 100% about her, right? Right. Don't get back with somebody if you're not sure about them because if you come in there half-heartedly, that's what's going to happen. And then you decide to be rude about not touching your wife, not being intimate, not telling her I love you. And I'm not saying Quinn should have ran and cheated on him because she was wrong too. Okay? Don't get it twisted. Everybody in that room got some accountability. But Eric wants to stand on this high moral ground. Brooke wants to stand on this high moral ground. And I'll even throw Ridge in there because they were the most vocal at this wedding ceremony. When your butt and people say, oh, Quinn put that and Shauna put that in, in, in motion to, you know, do what they did with Ridge in Vegas. Ridge didn't have to take his tail off to Vegas, period. But what'd he do? You get mad, have a knee-jerk reaction to Brooke because she was smooching with your rival. 
This all happened in the past year. I ain't talking about, because she got a ton of stuff to choose from to talk about. So when folks is like, oh, that was a long time ago. Okay, let's talk about this recent year. There you have it. The both of them were both in cheating situationships with folks. When he was kissing on, letting Shauna kiss him up at the tiki bar. Yeah, he was drunk, but what you doing up there anyway? Why? You was pissed off at Brooke. And you let this woman do what she did. And even after you find out, oh yeah, I was drunk. You turn around and run away with her again. Why? Because you had feelings for her. Yeah, you did, Rich. Brooke, there's no way you kiss another man that you ain't got feelings for. Oh, it was just a, it was a mistake. Oh, for real? Well, guess what? Everybody make mistakes, right? Right. So, And then, let's talk about another cheating situation that you want to excuse, Brooke. Your own son-in-law cheated on your own daughter. And you begged Hope to take him back. Save your family. He loves you. It was just a mistake. Oh, you can give him grace for cheating. He was almost in a whole paternity scandal. Almost. He wouldn't have been there if he wasn't sleeping with Steffi. But he did. He cheated on her. This man cheated on your own daughter. And you begging her to stay with this man. But you want to look at Quinn in a different light. Help me understand that. You were just locking lips with another man that your husband hates. And Ridge, your knee-jerk reaction is to run off with Shauna. All this within 2020, 2021. So when I put my comments out there and I bring up Brooke's history and Eric's history and blah, 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 blah. And folks, oh, that was a long time ago. Okay, cool. Let's talk about what happened in this past 12 months. There you have it. So, everybody in that room make mistakes. Uh, Quinn did a horrible thing by cheating on her husband. But Eric also has to take some accountability in what he did. And everybody else needs to close their lips because you all have all been in that same situation. The only person, which we got to talk about her too, because she did something pretty interesting, is Paris. Paris wants to open her mouth and tell, I wanted to tell, but Quinn told me not to. You know, I really was, I'm feeling bad about you and Eric and, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, girl, wait a minute. Hold on. You barely got your foot in the door. You don't know these people. Why are you even in the middle of this? If anybody should have said something to anybody, you should have said something to Zoe. Who is the catalyst? They got this whole domino effect rolling in the first place. Because she wanted to skinny dip in the pool with Zenday's grandson. Unless Ridge hadn't walked in and stopped her. Yeah. Which pissed Carter off. Now he could have processed it. You don't sleep with your boss's wife. But the feelings, all that other stuff is there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you up in there running your mouth like a busybody. If anybody should have told anybody something, you should have told your sister. 
You don't run and tell Brooke. Because Brooke ain't there for you. Brooke is there to win and go one up against Quinn. And this folks like, oh, she had to come in. Look what she did to 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 uh Brooke, blah 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 blah. All this started because Brooke walked into her house. And we all remember this last fall. Walked into their house. Not hers, not his, there. They're married. Walked into their house. Throwing all these threats around. I want you gone. Blah, blah, blah. She was pissed off with her and the whole Shauna thing, right? Um, Your husband was a part of that. So while you sitting up there mad at them, they couldn't even go through this process if he hadn't took his narrow behind up there with, with Shauna. Hello? Anywho. But... Out of all of that yelling and screaming and can on and slapping folks and all the stuff that they was doing, what did Eric do? Oh, Quinn, I need you to take the high road. You know how Brooke is. You he making excuses for his ex over his own wife. If I was Brooke, if I was Quinn, I would have left his narrow behind a long time ago. Because this woman coming up in our house disrespecting us and our marriage. I'm trying to stand up for us and our marriage and you make excuses for her and tell me to say, oh, well, you know, it's just broke. You know, just take the high road. And I think I thought better of you, Quinn. Okay, well, who's going to put some accountability on Brooke to not do what she doing? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. So that whole thing was just a hot mess. I honestly think... And I, you know, at this point, Quinn should not beg for nothing. She got her own company. She's smart. She'll bounce back on her feet. Do I think that there's going to be backlash from this? Probably. That's how the soap operas go. She's probably going to come after, um, you know, Paris and Brooke. We'll see. We didn't see it this week. Because we only got one day. They just left us hanging for four days, right? But... You know, this whole thing is just absolutely ridiculous. So I wanted to vent that out because, you know, I, I just, it's one thing that somebody get to say something, but all I'm standing on that high moral ground. And then as for um, Wyatt, Wyatt's trying to stand up for his mother, and then Rhea's talking about you trying to take up her. Heck yeah, that's his mama. How you going to tell him to stand down and not stand up for his mama? Yeah, she did wrong, but I don't want nobody attacking her for it. So I don't blame Wyatt for standing up for her. They were doing too much. So that's my rant on Monday's episode. So hopefully she'll be fine. But there's a little piece left to this. And that's Zoe and Paris. Now here's the flip. She did a 180, meaning Paris, because when she sees, of course, Zoe to tell her what happened, of course, Zoe don't want to hear it. She's headed off to um, International or whatever, because I think July 7th was Kiara Barnes' last day, which that whole thing was, they just, she just walked out the door. That was her exit. It wasn't like, 
oh my God, I'm going to miss you, blah, blah, blah. Maybe they're planning on recasting the role. Maybe that's why they did it the way that they did. But if that was an exit, it was horribly done if they're not going to recast Zoe. I, I, it was like, okay, sis, I'll see you later. And she just walked out the door. Yeah, okay. But before she did that, Paris said something interesting. So after she revealed the fact of, you know, Carter and Quinn and all of that, and she was like, how could you do that to me, blah, blah, blah. First of all, like I said in the previous podcast, you know Quinn a nanosecond, and you entrust in her hands to help you get your man back. That's your job. That's your job. Nah. Anywho. Paris turns around and says, he made a mistake. He really loves you. You guys can work this out. And I'm like, are you, wait a minute, hold on. So, it's okay to out them to Brooke at that whole vow renewal ceremony. And then you turn around and say, Zoe, take him back. He cheated on his boss's wife. And then, you know, he was single, so he could sleep with here, well, whoever he wanted to, but he slept with the boss's wife. And you telling her, he loves you. He was, you, and then she kept bringing up the fact, but, you know, he wasn't, you guys weren't together when this happened. Um, That's what Carter and Quinn was trying to tell you for the last several weeks, but you weren't trying to hear it. Now that's your sounding board to Zoe to take him back. I would, I, when I heard her say, when I heard that statement come out of her mouth, I just got up from TV and walked away. Cause I'm like, no, she didn't, no, she didn't preach and be on this whole stance about what they've done. And I don't trust that you guys are over. And every time they're in the same room, you're doing blah, 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 blah. And then when it's all out in the open, Quinn's life is ruined. The other thing this week, we don't even know what happened to Carter because they just dropped it. After Monday, we saw nothing else with that. They didn't even talk about it. Even when Brooke was in the office with Ridge talking about, um, you know, talking about uh, Thomas and all them, they didn't even bring it up. I'm like, writers, what y'all doing? Y'all just going to leave us hanging? But... Yeah, Paris is like, oh, he made a mistake. Y'all weren't together. He loves you. Why won't you get back with him? And I'm like, what? You could have just said that a long time ago and kept all this to a minimum. But no, you dragging it. Oh, my God. My conscience. I don't know if I should keep this a secret. I need this need to come out. Showing up at people's houses. And vow renewals when they told you not to. All for her to end up trying to get Zoe back with him. And I'm like, okay. Okay, writers. You know how crazy that sounds? But yeah. So, I thought that whole thing was crazy. They only gave us one day. One. And I think maybe part of Tuesday. Which when we saw Zoe. It might have been Wednesday because the seventh was supposed to be Kiara Barnes last day. So I think that was Wednesday. We got a snippet of that whole thing. But I'm like, really? Oh, okay. 
I wasn't feeling that. They just left us hanging. We saw no more of Quinn. We saw no more of Eric. We heard no more of what happened. And then that whole corny story of Paris telling Zoe to stay with him, he just made a mistake. Y'all wasn't together anyway. Yeah, crazy. All right. Let's move on to this final piece of the storyline is the whole thing with Justin having Thomas locked up in this case. That whole thing is just stupid. It's a stupid storyline. What are you going to do with the guy that played Justin? Because when he get caught concealing evidence and kidnapping and you going to jail. So is this guy leaving the show? And if so, why did you have to go this route? It makes no sense. None. And we had, and I saw this on social media, we had Thursday's episode where it had to be half of the show was Liam flashing back to all his wonderful moments with Hope and how he missed the kids. And I'm like, are you serious right now? You guys, that whole storyline, I think the only best piece out of this, which is still was a halfway done job, is Thomas getting out of that cage. But, and that whole Justin not knowing what he's doing, lying to Ridge, holding his phone. I don't understand why Hope thought that that was okay. I don't understand why Ridge didn't say, okay, you know what? I appreciate that you have his phone. Give it here. He didn't even ask for the boy's phone. So this man is saying, I left. Now, he's unrelated to Thomas. They don't work together. They're not friends. They are actual rivals. Yeah, he was working on Ion Fashion. But this dude comes in here. Y'all know he got the phone. He don't want to give it back. And y'all okay with that. This is your son. The boy that you're raising. His father. And nobody says, okay, can I have his phone back? Anybody going to ask for the boy phone? Because if you're missing somebody, the first thing you're going to be looking for, let me see his phone. Is there any text messages? This man is clearly lying because how is it that he only tells Justin, I'm going on a town on vacation, and then you go out of town without your phone? Mm-mm. And like Red said, these kids these days, they, they can't live without their phones. So it doesn't make sense. Okay, Red, if that doesn't make sense... Why are you not telling Justin, give me his phone? That's my son. Give me his phone. I'll get it to him. I'll track him down and find it. Nobody even hope. You don't say, okay, well, I need to get in touch with him. I need to see what's going on. His son is with me. Give me his phone. That part just was like, wow. But it's a soap opera, right? Anywho. um. Yeah, so they went back and forth and all of these flashbacks. It's like y'all could have spent half of the week letting us know what happened with Quinn and Carter instead instead of spending three and a half to four days of this whole crazy storyline about Justin hiding the truth from the police to keep Liam and Bill in jail so he can have Forrester, I mean, so he can have Spencer publication. Uh, what you gonna do with Wyatt? The other question was, you gonna keep this man in there forever? 
I mean, you're going to have to explain. This man can't just disappear off the planet. He's Ridge Forrester's son, Eric Forrester's grandson. He is Douglas' father. Somebody's going to be looking for him. So he didn't think this through. Thomas kept it calm. I'm liking what they're reinventing. They're just like they're kind of um, reinventing the character of Adam Newman. They're definitely reinventing the character of um, Thomas Forrester. Because, and even, oh God, Brooke is just so critical. She just won't let go. And, you know, when he went missing, oh, well, you know, maybe he's going off the rails again. And, and, and Riz was like, why are you doing that? I mean, seriously, you can't get this man the slightness of grace when Liam has done so many things, so many things. Bill has done so many things and she go easy on them. Thomas is like, "Mm -mm, nope, nah, Thomas Quinn, even Steffi sometimes is like, nope, mm -mm, no, I'm not giving you any grace. Y'all wrong. Y'all gonna always be wrong. Y'all horrible people. Mm, Okay. Bill has done more worse than anybody on that show than we've ever seen. And she's still, oh, well, it's not that bad. And then when Riz check her, she's like, okay, well, let me shut up. Yeah, because it ain't cool. So, you know, it's like, did they actually, you know, I I just, there's no words for this storyline. The other part of this is, we see Hope running around looking for stuff. It's like when you call the police, what are you what are you doing? Call the police. You run around and I know you're trying to get this man out of there. Okay, fine. Call the cops and help him get out. Nope. Didn't happen. In the meantime, while Liam is daydreaming, flashbacking about Poor Hope and my kids and blah, blah, blah. You know, they're getting ready to take him upstate. And, yeah, detective is like a sergeant detective. I forgot that gang, that man's name. He ain't trying to hear it. Somehow, some way, she found something. And they left a little thing on the floor. They could at least showed us Hope breaking him out of there. No, Justin comes down and they're gone. And it's like, okay, wow, writers, you could at least let us get excited. Like, yeah, hurry up, open the gate, blah, blah, blah. Nope, didn't do nothing. Next thing we know, he's out, the door's open, there's some tool on the floor, and Justin looking stupid. Now, here's the problem with this situation. Is his word, meaning Thomas, against what the police know. You have no proof. You, the phone is gone. Justin has it. And it seemed like Justin deleted the video. So how are you going to prove that? Because, you know, the police can be like, um, you're telling that you know how crazy that sounds? Show me some proof of this video you're talking about. Otherwise, how are they supposed to believe that? Because it's a crazy story. Who jumps in front of a car to put two people together to be in a love relationship? It's crazy. So you got to have some proof. They run straight to the police off uh, the police station. 
for Hope and Thomas to say, he didn't do it. You can't transfer him upstate because he didn't do it. Vinny did it. He set Liam up. Okay, great. Where's the proof? They're going to be like, oh, it's in my phone. Where's the phone? Uh, Justin Barber took it. Why he has your phone? Well, he wanted me to not go forward with the story because he's trying to keep Liam and and um, Bill in jail so he can run Spencer Publications. You know how crazy that sounds? You need proof, Liam. So I'm wondering what the writers are going to do, how they're going to get this proof. Because as far as we know, Justin deleted it from the phone. Justin has the phone. Who knows? Justin can run and throw that phone over into the Pacific Ocean or throw it into the Calabasas Mountains. Who knows what he can do with that phone? Or just throw it down the trash compactor. No proof. So they asked Justin, I don't know what he's talking about. He must be going off the rails. Hope just trying to make up a claim. I don't have no phone. Now, the only problem with that is that he told everybody else he had Thomas's phone. So I don't know how this is going to play out. I think it's a stupid storyline, you know, and especially the way they played it out. They drug this thing out for four days. We did get a little bit of Steffi and Finn this week. Okay. You know. And how she didn't hear from Thomas, Flo, and Wyatt visit him. And he explained, oh, yeah, um, Thomas's phone, Justin has it. You know how stupid that sounds? It's like, what do you mean Justin got his phone? Give the phone back. Give it to a family member. So, yeah, that's just my thought on that. I just think that's a stupid storyline. They could have gave us, the, you know, what happened to Quinn. Where did she go? Did she leave town? Did she go back to her factory where she used to stay? How is she doing? What happened with Carter? Is he going to get fired? What is Eric and Ridge going to do with him? Because we saw Ridge happy-go-lucky coming in there. And they're like, and I'm like, what we miss? Because I would think Ridge would be pissed. That's my friend. You slept with my father's wife. None of that came up this week. So, I don't know. I, I think they dropped the ball this week on this episode. I mean, on this week's uh, episodes. Because it was it was just not good. I mean, I can list the things again. You left us hanging on Monday after the whole Quinn getting kicked out. Kiara Barnes' exit. Is she being recasted? Or is that the exit where it's like, see you later, sis? This whole drawn out on Thursday of flashbacks, when this show is technically probably about 17 to 20 minutes long, if you exclude the, the commercials, and you give us dreams of Liam thinking about going home. And I get it, but it's like, would you come on? And then we forgot about the fact that when Hope got there, it took 15 to 20 minutes and then going into the next episode, 
for Thomas to tell the whole story. It's like, would you come on with it already? So I, I don't, I, I, I wasn't feeling this week. I usually have good things to say, but this week I think they dropped the ball on all of that. The flashbacks, the lust leaving us hanging, the, how did she actually get Thomas out of that cage? It's just no evidence. You know, Justin got his phone. Nobody's asking for it. None of that makes sense. So, and that's all we have today. I know it's been an interesting one. Young and Arrestus is what kept me going this week. It's been pretty interesting. Next week looked pretty good. Um, I can't wait to see that whole thing between Ashlyn and Victoria. And when Victor finds out that Nikki knows, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So I hope you enjoyed this. I'm going to do my flip the script um, segment. And again, what flip the script is, is that if there's a storyline or a scene that you wish could be differently, what would you do to flip that script? So for the young and the restless, if I had to flip a script, it would have been, um, let me, let me pick one cause it was several. And honestly, they did so many things right this week. I really can't pick anything because I enjoyed, I like the response that Kevin gave Chloe, everything that happened with um, Chelsea seeing her son, the whole thing that was pretty interesting with Amanda and, and the whole thing with Amani, Nate, and Elena, all that was pretty good. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I wanted to change, and I would say not really. I don't have one for the young and the restless this week. However, with Bold, I think I just mentioned it. They should have gave us more on what happened this week with Quinn and Carter. You don't give us one day and four days of nonsense. So if I had to flip that script, that's what I would have done. Give me half of the week of what happened with Quinn and Carter. And then this other week of what trying to get Thomas out of that cage and trying to get Liam out of jail, whatever. So I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Um, I look forward to next week for the week of July 12th through the 16th. And look like it's going to be a good one. So until then and next week, our girl Keisha would be back. We miss you. So, I, you know, I, I even though I enjoy bringing content solo to you guys, I also like having that back and forth conversation. Because sometimes she come up with a totally different um, perspective than I do. And it really creates some pretty good dialogue between us. So she'll be back next week. So I'm looking forward to that. So you guys have a great weekend. And until then, we will see you then. Take care. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless Bold and the Beautiful Long Haul Die Hard Fans Group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. 
While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.